Raise your hand if you need it. I'm raising mine. I need God to work in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many would openly acknowledge that you want God to have His way in you? Raise your hand. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you are not raising your hand, I urge you to search your heart because God would speak to you. God would tell you that He would have it this way if you would so desire it. He lovaha. Now the toughest question of all. How many will acknowledge that you have had difficulty achieving this goal? Yes, I will acknowledge that openly. There are difficulties sometimes in the kingdom of God. But when you give your problems to God, every one of them disappear because they're no longer yours. They're His. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I personally cannot change you. But I know a God that can. Hallelujah. I cannot give you transformation except I preach. But God in heaven can deliver a transformation to you and to your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People come to that. You may be seated for a moment. I'm not ready but to preach, but i got to talk just for a minute. Hallelujah. People come to the house of God and they expect great transformation without opening their hearts to God. They want the transformation, but they're not willing to open their heart. There are some rules that God operates by. Can I say there are some rules that God operates by? You need to know these rules in order to access them. Hallelujah. Number one, in this life, you and I have complete free will. It's my choice. It's your choice. We get to do what we want in our lifetime on this earth, whether it be 25 years, 75 years, 85, 105. You get to do what you want in this life. But there's coming a day when that's going to all change. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God forces no one to do anything against their will. He will not force you to serve Him. He will not force you to love Him. He will not force you to be good and holy and righteous. As I said before, there is coming a day when that's going to change. Hallelujah. So for God to supernaturally transform us, we have to want that to happen. You have to want it. You have to desire it. You have to go after it. You have to open your heart and let him do it. Some of us, there is a thing called a speakeasy. And I know I'm spitting all over the place, but I, I'm sorry. I, I feel the power of God today. And there is a thing called a speakeasy. Would you put that on the screen, please? We talk to God. We love God. Anybody know what a speakeasy is? The owner of the house stands behind the bars. And we have one of these on our house because we live out in the middle of nowhere and people come to our door. My wife doesn't want to open the door, so she opens the little speakeasy. Yes, could I help you? If he's a bad man, he can't get in. So we have these speakeasies. We like to talk to God through the speakeasy. We like to speak to him as we would choose. We love God and we... We love him with all of our heart, but we have a locked door that is between him and you and me. We only allow access, God access to the portion of ourselves that we choose. We withhold from God. We reserve the best portion for ourselves. Our pride in ourself still rules. There is a layer over us that must be removed. I'm talking about for a transformation to happen. Hear me today. These things must happen. As long as God stays where we allow Him, we're okay with it. 
Hallelujah. I want to talk to you for a minute. I'm, I, I'm, just, I'm just getting warmed up and I'm keeping tabs on the time. Actually, no, I'm not. Start that, please. I've been going, I'm going to say five minutes. Okay. I want to talk to you for a minute. Um, there is a fire that's coming on this world. Hallelujah. And I dare say it that it is even here now. Hallelujah. There is a fire that is here. Hallelujah. And this fire that I'm, not, I'm talking about is maybe not what you would think. There's no need to fear this fire. There's no need to fear the fire of God. Hallelujah. Unless you resist the fire. If you resist the fire, yes, you might ought to fear it. Hallelujah. But those who resist the fire will not make it. Hallelujah. Those who pretend with the fire will be burned by the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This fire is not just coming in the future. It has already arrived. Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah. This fire is going to propel men and women in one direction or another. Hallelujah. It's going to separate the wicked from the pure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like gold tried in the fire, the impurities will be burnt out. Hallelujah. It's going to shoot you like a rocket into the things of God. Hallelujah. Or it's going to cut you off from God. And make your heart go further away from Him. This fire I'm talking about is going to clear up all of the murky details inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will burn away all of the hesitation and all of the indecision that we face every day. That loiters inside of our mind. If you will let it. If you will allow it. This fire I'm talking about will cleanse you from the inside out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This fire will remove all of the clutter and all of the debris that is piled in every corner of our heart, in every place, in every open space. This fire that I'm talking about will burn it clean. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This fire I'm talking about is going to give a great, great clarity of mind. Hallelujah. How many have had a murky mind lately? You don't really know sometimes what to do. You see, you think you know what to do, but you're not certain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I dare say, pay closer attention to God because that is from God. Hallelujah. You better know which where, you better know which path you're on. You better know where your feet are set in the house of God. You better know where your strength lies because this fire I'm talking about is going to separate us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord told me this fire will have one of two results. It will either burn us out or it will burn us in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's going to burn you out or it's going to burn you in. Hallelujah. There was a man in Genesis by the name of Noah. God told, and I'm speeding this there. There was this man in Noah in Genesis named Noah. And God had this faithful man build a boat that would safely carry all the passengers who wanted to get in. God told Noah, he, Noah, he preached for 120 so I know there's discrepancy over how long he preached. I've read it. It looks to me like he preached for 120 years, according to the Word of God. I, I can't say that factually, but that's what it appears to me. But anyway, he preached for a long, 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 long time to those people, to those men and women. He told them that there was a deluge of rain that was coming. There was a storm that was coming on the horizon. He said, God instructed me to build this boat. I'm building this boat right now. And if you will only listen to my voice, 
You can get in this boat and it will carry you to safety. Hallelujah. The people, they laughed and they mocked at this man of God. They said, who are you to tell us? Who are you to tell us what to do? We don't need your voice. We don't need to hear you. Others were just too busy. They were busy having fun. Going here, going there. Paying no mind to what God was saying. They went about their lives doing whatever, whenever, however they chose it. Hallelujah. But the day came when the rains began to fall. The rains began to fall and there was no stopping it. There was no stopping those storms from from pouring that rain, that deluge of rain on that land. The waters began to rise and when the time was right, the Bible says that God shut him in. Speaking of Noah and his family, God shut the door to protect Noah and his family. I know and I understand today that whatever we do, it's our choice. Whatever we decide. But I'm I'm begging and I'm pleading with some of you here today to hear my voice and to hear the voice of the Lord. There is an ark of safety. Hallelujah. And it's in this house right here. In the house of God is where the safety lies. Hallelujah. Pay close attention to my voice if you are on the outside. Sir, ma'am, apostolic child of God, listen to what the man of God would say. There is a time coming when God is going to shut the door. And you better be on the inside of that ark. You better be on the inside of that ark lest you drown. Hallelujah. Your life, well, your very life is going to depend upon the choices you make when you walk out those doors today. When you walk out those doors, sir or ma'am, you will be faced with a hundred different choices. You better choose this day whom you're going to serve. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because I see a cloud of smoke on the horizon. I see a cloud of smoke on the horizon. And where there is smoke, guess what? There is fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There is always fire. There is an all-consuming fire that is sweeping across the landscape of our day and age today. This fire will take no prisoners, mind you. It will burn with a reckless abandon. Hallelujah. None shall escape it, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's time for us to get into that ark of safety, I'm telling you again. It's time for us to make that decision. It's time for us to get on the inside with God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Stop standing around on the outside lingering and waiting while the waters are rising higher and higher and higher and higher and then the door is going to close. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Stop playing with fire. You say, oh, I'll get ready in good day, in good time. I'll get ready when God says get ready. Well, God's saying get ready now. Get ready now, hallelujah, because the day and the hour is definitely coming where you will be forced to make a decision which way you're going. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Not a single person outside of Noah's immediate family got inside that ark. It's time we stop fooling around and get inside the boat. It's time we stop fooling around and get inside that boat. I'm talking to every single person in here. I don't care if you're an apostolic Christian for 95 years. Or if you're just here for the first time today. There is an ark of safety that you best get inside. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've made my decision. I've made my decision. I'm getting in the boat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My scripture text today is in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 24. Hallelujah. I'm keeping tabs on the time. Hallelujah. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I got quite a few scriptures. Don't stand. I'm just going to read them. Luke chapter 12, verse 49 through 51. Pay close attention to this scripture. I am come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose ye that I am come, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. But I say no, I say no. But rather division. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 5. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee. Then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace. If in the time of peace. Wherein you trusted. They wearied you. Then how will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? Let me read it in the New Living Translation. If racing against mere men makes you tired. Because that's who you're racing right now. If men racing against mere men makes you tired. How will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground. How will you do in the thickets and the rough terrain that surrounds Jordan? Hallelujah. One more scripture. It's a little bit long. It's in 1 Kings chapter 18 verses 17 through 24. And then I'm going to skip down a bit. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? He's talking to the prophet. He says, Are you the one that troubles Israel? The man of God says, I have not troubled Israel, but it is you, king. It's you. It's you and your father's house. In that ye have forsaken my commandments of the Lord. And you have followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all of Israel unto Mount Carmel. And the prophets of Baal. All 450 of those jokers. And and I added that word. Sorry. And the prophets of the groves. That just makes me sick when I read this scripture. The prophets of Baal. How dare they have the nerve and the audacity to challenge the people of God. How dare they. The prophet says, gather the people together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and he said, How long, how long are you going to be torn between two decisions? How long are you going to be torn between your minds? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal... Then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. I'm sure they did it. Then said Elijah unto the people. I even I only remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets there's 450 of them. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves. And cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood. And put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood. And I will put no fire under it. And we will both call upon the name of our gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord. 
and God and the God that answereth by fire. The God that answereth by fire. Hallelujah. Let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. Skipping down just a few. And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded their prayers. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near to me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the word of the Lord come, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar and as great as he would, as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood on the order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran, ran around about the altar. And he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That Elijah the prophet came near and said. He said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel. Let it be known this day. Let it be known this day. That thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. That this people may know that thou art Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. <clears throat> then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God, the Lord, He is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let no one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and he slew them there. This is, skip down to verse 46, the last verse. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins, and he ran before Elijah. Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The Bible says that Elijah outran Ahab and his chariot back to Jezreel. Ahab had his natural one, two, three, four, I don't know how many horsepower chariot he had. I don't know, but Elisha had a supernatural power that was fueling him. He had a supernatural power. The hand of God was upon him. He ran and he ran and he ran and he ran some more. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He ran for over 15 miles. The prophet of God outpaced those horses of Ahab all the way back to the city gates of Jezreel. You can say what you want. I don't care. I, you can say maybe he was Elijah was trained as a runner. Maybe he was. I don't know. You can say whatever you choose. It was not natural though. It was supernatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you imagine... Can you imagine just for one second what Elijah must have saw as he's standing there watching those prophets of Baal trying to call down fire from heaven? He knows in his heart there's not a chance 
that a fire is coming within a half a mile of them. He knows there's no fire coming down out of the sky and going to light that fire. And he knows in his heart that when he steps up there that the fire of God is going to come out of heaven and it is going to consume everything that is on that altar. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He watches those men he trying to call down heaven, call down fire from heaven, jumping around, leaping onto the altar, cutting themselves, the Bible says, until blood gushed, till the blood gushed out. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and not a single thing happened. I've replayed it a thousand times in my mind. This was like a really big production in that day. I don't know how many people there were there, but it was probably... I would even guess to say he sent the king out with decrees. He said, tell all the people to come to Mount Carmel. I don't know. There may be 50,000 people, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. But there was a lot of people there. It must have been a disgusting sight watching those Baal worshipers do their thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said long ago the audacity that challenged God. But I can see Elijah right or wrong. Elijah standing there. He He's... He begins to mock them. Maybe he's, maybe your God's off on a trip. Maybe your God's asleep somewhere. Maybe, maybe he's talking with a friend. Maybe he just don't know you. Hallelujah. Finally, he has enough. He steps up there and he says those few words. And the fire of God comes down from heaven. There's no delay. There's no, it's, there's no uh, time frame between when he speaks and when it happens it's just instantaneous hallelujah and it consumes the sacrifice not only does it consume the sacrifice of flesh but it consumes the rocks the dust and the supernatural fire licks up the four barrels of water hallelujah 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 the story of Elijah reminds me a little bit of the story of Noah that I was talking about where God destroyed the wicked of Noah's day with water with Elijah, it's the sword, but nevertheless, nevertheless, it's a similar situation where the people will not listen to God. Hallelujah. Who among you, who among you would choose pleasure for a moment rather than safety and the completion of happiness for a, a lifetime? Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. I'm talking to somebody in this room today. Your life is hanging in the balance with God. You better pay close attention to my words today, people. There is a lifeline here right this moment. There is a lifeline from heaven that is extending down to this room. Where you may reach a hold of it and you may go inside the ark of God. It will give you a moment of transformation where you will no longer struggle. You will know with a certainty where your steps are taking you. Hallelujah. How many of you can lie down on your bed at night and you can go to sleep comfortably knowing that you're in the plan of God, that your name is written in that book of life. Hallelujah. 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 Don't make that mistake. In Genesis chapter 9 verse 11 God made a promise to us. The promise was this. That he would never again destroy the earth with water. God never made that promise with fire. He never made that promise with fire. He made it with water. 
I'm going to preach to you, and I'm definitely keeping tabs on the time. And I believe it or not, I am about halfway through. I had to say those things first. Hallelujah. My title today is, When You've Seen the Fire, You Can Outrun the Horses. When you've seen the fire of God, and the fire of God is living on the inside of you, you have the ability, you have the power to outrun the horses. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you stand with me just for a moment? We're going to pray. I want you to open your mouth and I want you to ask God to transform your heart. Now, go back to our beginning. This is that moment. There is a moment. Do you want to be transformed? Do you want to be transformed or do you want to walk out the door the same way? It's up to you. You will have to open your mouth right now and you will have to begin to speak to God. Ask Him to transform your mind. Could we do that right now? God, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would speak to your people today, O oh God. That you would bring, O oh Lord, that transforming fire, O oh Lord, into this room, O oh God. I believe that fire is here even now, O oh God. That you would transform our minds, O oh God, and renew us, Lord, in the Holy Ghost fire, O oh Lord. I believe that you will do that right now, God. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Would you give the Lord a hand clap before you're seated? Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. There are some aspects to God that most do not understand. I'm talking to the saved and the unsaved. The church is at a fork in the road. The world is at a fork in the road. Hallelujah. There is a multiplicity of choices in our day and ages. But there is not a multiplicity of choices for the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For years, this is what I see. This is what I see. This is what I believe the Lord would have me speak. For years, the church has been able to choose the middle ground. You've been able to choose the middle ground. I've been able to choose the middle ground. Where you could take the road that was less traveled, so to speak. The road that had no real hard choices it didn't require a whole lot from you except to be pure. It didn't require you to be politically correct all the time. It didn't, it didn't require you to watch where you step and watch where you walk, watch how you speak. I'm sorry to tell you today, but that road is no longer available to you and I. That road is a thing of the past. There is no entrance to it. It is no longer an option. It is gone. It is a thing of the past. You're going to have to choose which way you are going today. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Hallelujah. And that is a literal thing. It's not some uh, mystical, not some hypothetical, maybe, possibly I could do that. No, it is an absolute thing. You are going to have to choose. I'm going to have to choose which way I'm going, which way I'm going to go. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It used to be that it was not so black and white. It used to be that you could blur the lines just a little bit. You, could have, you didn't have to take such a strong stance. You could be less proactive. You could be... Um, a little more relaxed in your approach. This road we are on is very treacherous today. Hallelujah. It is littered with hairpin curves all over the place. There are large cliffs on every side of the road. There are huge abysses and ditches that we cannot get out of if we fall in. Because they are bottomless pits. There is no bottom to them. Hallelujah. If we do not navigate correctly, we will find ourselves falling into one of these ditches. Hallelujah. The bottomless Bits that are so prevalent. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church. 
He said regarding the gospel of Jesus Christ specifically. He said that God. He said that God. Would send a strong delusion. What I want you to notice is. That he did not say Satan would send. He said that God would send strong delusion mind you. But God himself will send it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even goes so far as to say that we the church. That's me and that's you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no questions about it. But the church. That the church can believe a lie. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that if we believe this lie. We will be damned. Hallelujah. As a church body. I see us driving down this road of life. Hallelujah. Unaware that there is even danger all around us. Hallelujah. I see indecision on our part to act decisively and positively. I see spoiled mentalities that refuse to bend their knees. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see a hesitation to correct your course. Hallelujah. You see their way to go, but you refuse to turn. We want it both ways. We want our bread buttered on both sides. Hallelujah. Well, I want it this way, but I know that's not right. But I don't care. I want it that way. I know that's not the correct way, but I don't care. I want to do this even though I know I shouldn't do it. I'm going to do it. I don't want to commit or submit. I want to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, and where I want to do it. Hallelujah. Our inner voice screams that we may die if we are not careful here. Our inner voice screams that we will die if we're not careful here. We go straight ahead without caution. We charge on in spite of what we know. Ignoring the road signs that are along the way. The Lord gave me a very clear picture of what was needed. The Lord gave me a very clear picture of what was needed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better choose a side, he said. You better choose a side and you better stomp on the gas. You better choose a side and you better put your foot down on that gas pedal. And you better go full steam ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better make up your mind which way you're going to go or you're going to crash into that dark abyss. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. I keep saying it because it's so important. You better choose this day whom you're going to serve, saith the Lord. There is no way on this earth that I would walk out of this building without a concrete decision in my mind of which way I'm going. There is not a prayer in heaven that I would walk out of this building if I need God. I would not leave this building without a touch of God in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A touch that will seal my destiny in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you and I can be hot or cold, but lukewarm is not going to cut it any longer. Hallelujah. In other words, you better get off of that fence. Hallelujah. If you're planning to make it to heaven, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've got to be consumed with a fire. Hallelujah. I believe the word of the Lord is this. Hallelujah. The apostolic church will no longer be allowed to lounge in mediocrity. Hallelujah. You will go one way or the other. Be wise in your choices for I the Lord will burn out mediocrity. For I despise status quo. I would have you hot or cold. Mediocrity and status quo will only return to you more mediocrity and more status quo. Is that what you want? 
No, it's not because you're here. You chose to be here. There is more to church. There is more to God than mediocrity. Can I tell you that? There's more to God than status quo. There's more to God than what you see. There is another level. There is another dimension where Jesus Christ would have you to go. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You must be consumed with that apostolic, that Holy Ghost fire, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. There's always been fire in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Fire in the King James Bible. Version Bible is mentioned 549 times. In Genesis, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed with fire and brimstone. Hallelujah. Abraham was told to lay his only son, Isaac, upon an altar and burn him with fire. Hallelujah. Moses had the burning bush encounter. He had a burning bush encounter. The seventh plague that came upon Egypt was fire and ice. It was hail and it was fire. Before the children of Israel could leave Egypt, hallelujah, God told him to put the blood on the doorpost. He said, and to take the lamb and to cook it with fire, hallelujah, hallelujah, and then to eat it and whatever is left, God said to burn it with fire, hallelujah. The Bible says that God went before the children of Israel by day as a cloud, and by night he was a pillar of fire, hallelujah, hallelujah. There was fire in the beginning and there's going to be fire in the end. Can I tell someone today? You cannot remove fire out of the word of God. It is indelibly wrote upon these pages. These pages are still smoking today. They are singed with fire. Hallelujah. These pages that were written by God himself. They are written in fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It began with what began with fire is going to end with fire. It's not, I'm not talking so much about a physical fire. I'm talking about a spiritual fire. Hallelujah. What's my point? You say, what's your point? Well, the point is this. There is fire everywhere in this book. This book is full of fire. Literally and physically. From the beginning to the end, these pages are filled with it. The ruins of entire cities and entire nations, hallelujah, are burnt to the ground in these pages. The bones of men lie smoldering on fields, hallelujah, on the ground in these pages, hallelujah. Cities and humans are left in ashes in these pages, all because they will not bend their knee. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not enough to be a good human. It's not enough to be a good human. That's not good enough today. That's not going to cut it with God. There's more to it. There is a Holy Ghost fire that wants to consume you. You have got to see the fire. You have got to possess the fire. You have got to hold the fire near you and in you. You have to have the fire and know the fire. The day and the hour in which we are living is going to require more than just a goodness to you. It's going to require more than just a goodness to you to survive. It's going to require the fire of God on the inside. Hallelujah. It's going to require a Holy Ghost and fire. It's impossible to be burnt by the fire if you're already consumed by it. 
It's impossible to be burnt by the fire if you're already consumed by it. Hallelujah. The number one firefighting method is fire versus fire. Firefight. Firefighters, I, I couldn't speak for this man. Maybe he could tell me after church. But I, I, I've always heard that the best way to fight a fire is with more fire. Maybe not in a building or a house, but maybe in a forest fire. Maybe that's the, the way it works. I don't know. But Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. It propels me. It moves me. This fire, it propels me. It moves me. My decisions are made based upon it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is nothing that I do that is not filtered through the fire. Hallelujah. There is a fire that consumes me. It's my life. It's my everything. He said, without this fire, I am empty and undone. But with it, I am complete. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know some of you think you're complete. I know some of you are sitting on the fringes with God. I know you think you've got a cushy life and maybe you do. But let me tell you what. Your life is not complete. Your life is not complete without this word of God. Without the fire of God burning on the inside of you. You are in dangerous territory today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you better hear my words. The Lord has a plan for you. The Lord has a destiny. He has a mark upon you. He's chosen you. You can ignore it for so long. You can walk out the door without that fire in your life. But I'm telling you what. God knows that you've got a mark on you. God knows that you've got a fire that he wants to kindle inside of you. You may have just a little tiny fire in you. Some of you are just burnt down to coals. No fire. But some of you just have some cold, dead ashes inside. God wants to renew the fire inside of you. God wants to put a blazing inferno inside of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What began in the Spirit is going to end in the Spirit. Fire is both desirable and essential for Christians today. Know this and know it well. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy says, Behold, I set you this day a blessing and a curse. Hallelujah. A blessing if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Pay attention. How many know you're going to have fire? Whether you want it or not. There's going to be fire whether you want it or not. So I say grab a hold of it now. Take that fire right now that God is delivering. That God is distributing. Take a hold of it so that you're not consumed by another fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're going to have it. Hallelujah. It's either going to burn you in, burn you out. It's going to burn you out. Or it's going to burn you in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm asking you today, which one is it going to be for you? For me, there's only one answer. There's only one answer. I choose the fire. I choose it. I choose it with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I choose the fire. I'm allowing that fire of God to light that godly fuse that is inside of me. Oh God, light me, oh Lord, like a stick of dynamite. Light us, oh God, like a stick of dynamite. Hallelujah. That we may explode into the things of you, God. Light us, O Lord, on fire the things that will propel us straight into you. Those great and mighty things that we know not, Lord. 
In the book of Acts, the apostolic church was born in the fire. The book of Acts church was born in the fire. Hallelujah. Out of the chaos of that fire walked a church. Out of the fire came men and women who were hardened and they were tempered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They feared nothing or no one. Hallelujah. Their speech was not inhibited. Hallelujah. Their actions were not even calculated. There was no evaluation of a cost. There was no evaluation of cost prior to their movements. Hallelujah. They did not move somewhere based upon what it would cost them or what it would not cost them. They just went with a faith. They went with a demonstration. They went with a purpose. They went with a step. They went with a fire inside of them. They went where they were told to go. They did not ask questions. Their minds were set upon God. Their hearts were bound in God. They were had a fierce determination inside of them to fulfill godly ambition. Hallelujah. They were determined to win for God. The physical fire couldn't stop them. The flames of persecution could not burn them out. They were trying, which it was trying desperately to burn them to the ground. I said persecution was trying to burn them to the ground, but it had no effect. There was a spiritual fire that, got, that burned inside them. There was a physical fire trying to burn them, but there was a spiritual fire that was raging on the inside of them that propelled them into apostolic ministry, into the day of their, their time when they spoke boldly, they spoke clearly, they spoke Apostolic words, an apostolic message with fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All they did, all the persecution did was fan those flames. It caused them to, the spiritual fire to get hotter. And it caused it to get hotter and hotter. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They came out of that fire of persecution running. They were running. The zeal of the Lord had eaten them up. Hallelujah. I said the zeal of the Lord had eaten them up. They ran with a purpose. They did not notice whether they were out of breath or whether they had a running cramp. They did not notice it. No, they just ran. They ran. Every step they took, it had a purpose in it. They ran intentionally. They ran without fear. They ran everywhere they went. They ran with joy. Hallelujah. The fire of God was licking at their heels. Every step they took, there was a fire that was trying to consume them. That natural fire that was chasing them down propelled them into a supernatural fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Where they were unbeatable. I said they were unbeatable in the kingdom. Because of that supernatural fire, hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you today. That the church, this church, this building, you sitting in those pews, you were made for such a time as this. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've said this a million times. It's hard to live for God easy, but it's easy to live for God hard. You better put some effort into it. You better pick up some speed in your step. You better begin to run with a purpose. You better begin to run like you got fire chasing your steps down. That fire is trying to consume you. Guess what? It is trying to consume you. The fire of God consumes everything that it touches. Hallelujah. This has been proven over and over again. The Bible says that He is a consuming fire. 
He devours and he consumes both perishable and non-perishable. Nothing can escape this fire of God. He will either be consumed willingly or unwillingly. There is no choice. Oh, you think you've got a choice? We've got a choice for a few years. We've got a choice in this, in this day. But if we go out of this life, if we go out of this life without the choice to receive that apostolic fire in our bones. If we walk out of this life, if I walk out of this building today and I'm in a car crash and I die today. I know that I'm consumed by a fire. I don't worry when I lay my head down to go to sleep on my pillow. If I have a worry, you know what I do? If I have a fear or a worry that I'm not right with God, you know what I do? I get up out of bed and I go and I find me a place to pray. And I pray until I feel the spirit of God. I feel that fire of God come down and begin to wash me. I feel that fire of the Holy Ghost begin to consume me. And then when I'm done praying, I go back and I go to sleep. And I sleep peacefully. Hallelujah. The Bible says that on that great day, every single knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. I choose to bow my knees now. I will run towards God with everything that's in me now. I don't want to stand in that long line at that throne of judgment. At that throne of God. Listen to me closely. I don't want to stand in that line before God with my knees knocking together. With my knees shaking so bad that I can't even stand. Hallelujah. And my heart is failing me. I often try to picture myself standing in that line before God. I stand. I, I picture myself standing there. What, Jonathan, what are you going to be thinking when you're standing in that line? And you can probably see and maybe see hell in the distance. That fire that is trying to consume you. That, that fire is waiting to consume you over there. I stand there and I think to myself, what are you going to be thinking, Jonathan? Are you going to be standing there confidently knowing that the fire of God has already consumed you? And no one in this world, nothing can burn you outside of God because you're consumed by a holy fire. I stand there and I think those thoughts. What's going to be going through your head? It's to your benefit to know this. It's to your benefit to know this. Don't wait till tomorrow when the door of the ark is closed. The door of the ark is going to close. Don't go to that great day standing before the throne of God. Where you're so sick you don't know which way to turn. You cannot stand in the presence of God. Oh, you stubborn hearted. How I have prayed for you. How I have sought the Lord for your soul. <laughs> I have spoke to the Lord for your soul. Night upon night. I have wept for you over and over. I pray that you hear my voice today. I 
I pray that this church hears my voice today. It's imperative. It's imperative that you hear that voice today. Because you have a choice today. You have a choice today. I asked the Lord. I've been talking to the Lord about this. I asked the Lord what he would have me to do. How he would have me to go. Because I feel that consuming fire of our world, of our day. Trying to burn me at my heels. It's trying to burn out that fire of God. It's trying to reach inside you and kill that fire of God. It wants to burn out the things of God. If it can catch you, it will burn out the things of God. But God gave me clear instruction on this matter. He said, Jonathan, I want you to run. He said, you must run at the speed of which you have been called to run. That goes for every one of you today. You have to run at the speed of which God has called you to run. Run, don't look back, just run. Run like the prophet Elijah. Don't look back, just run and run fast. You better run fast. You better pray that God would give you a supernatural stamina. You better pray that God would give you a supernatural strength. You better pray that God would put a fire in your feet. That would create some space between you and the enemy, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. You better run. You better put some distance behind in front of you. You better pick your feet up and you better better begin to move them fast. You better pick up that sword and you better begin to fight or you will die. Joshua told the children of Israel to pursue. And stay ye not. Pursue after your enemies, he said. Don't sit still. Don't wait around. The Lord told me, Jonathan, you're going to have to learn to run. He said, if you don't learn to run, you're going to die. He said, if my people don't learn to run, they will die also. I said, I thought I was running, Lord. The Lord said, no, you're not running continually. You are running and then you're stopping. You're running and then you're stopping. You're running and then you're stopping. You run for a bit and then you stop. You take too many breaks along the way. Elijah ran for almost 16 miles steadfastly. He kept on moving. He didn't look back. He had a purpose. He had a plan. There was a fire. He had seen a fire back in that day in Mount Carmel. He had seen a fire. He was ready to run. He was born to run. He was made to run for the kingdom. I want you to run indefinitely, the Lord says. I showed you the fire. I created you to run. I designed you to keep the place. I want you to run like never before. I'm closing right now with the musicians come. You want to live? You want to live in this day? We live. The church has to learn to run. 
You can't dilly-dally any longer on the sidelines. You can't wait around for somebody to come to you and give you a word. You've got to go after the things of God with a fire and a zeal. You've got to be eat up with the things of God. You have to be consumed by God. You have to let that fire of the Holy Ghost search you from top to bottom. Hallelujah. You've got to learn to run. Not only learn to run, but you've got to learn to love to run. This was an important thing the Lord told me. He said, Jonathan, you don't love to run. You run out of duty. He said, I want you to learn to run because you love to run. I made that my mission. That's my mission. I'm going to run and I'm going to love to run. I'm going to learn to love to run. I'm going to get up every morning out of my bed and I'm going to think about running with God. I'm going to think about it when I go to sleep at night. It's going to be an all-consuming fire in me where I run with the things of God, where I do not lay them down, where I don't stop for five minutes over here, three days over here. I don't stop and wait on something to come to me. I pick up the things of God and I move forward with a passion and with a fire, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When the whole fire of the Holy Ghost falls, you're going to feel like running. You need to pick up the pace today. Hallelujah. When the fire falls and burns up not only the sacrifice, but it'll consume the stones. It'll consume the dust. It'll consume the water. It'll consume everything. Hallelujah. It'll include everything. Hallelujah. Some of you see Goliath standing out there screaming those insults. And God and you. And you want desperately to accept the challenge. I could call you out today. I could call you by name today. I know who you are. You hear the voice of Goliath echoing that challenge. He screams across that valley. Cursing the people of God. You hear that and it burns a fire in you. There's something inside of you. There is a fire inside of you that you will not, you don't want to take that. You don't want to hear that. But you sit frozen. You sit still in your chair, frozen with indecision because you like your comfort. You're afraid of what God may ask you to do. You're afraid of what God may ask you to do. Don't fear the fire. Don't fear the fire. Some of you need to know this song about the fire. Pentecostal fire runs in my veins too. Hallelujah. Is the spirit of Pentecostal fire in your veins today? Do you have a fire in your veins? Okay, that's just the warm-up. That's just the warm-up. In a minute, we're going to do it again. And we're going to do it with more fire. We're going to do it with more passion. We're going to do it with more zeal and more fervor. We're going to loose the chains off of us because there are some chains. There is a wall between you and God. I'm asking you today to remove that wall. Open that door. Step out into the things of God. Don't hide behind that wall any longer. I do what I what 
I will not be manipulated by some spiritual darkness. I'm going to walk with a fire. I'm closing right now, but we're going to do that in just again in a minute. Hallelujah. There were four leprous men that said, Why sit we here until we die? Let's get up and let's go down to that enemy's camp. Let's get up and let's run down there. And the Bible says that God amplified their steps. The Bible says that He caused that whole army to hear those running men or those walking men, whatever they were doing. God amplified those steps and He put... He put fire in those steps, I believe. He put some fire and some urgency in those steps. And those that whole army took off running. Some of us... Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I'm going to skip down. I'm going to close with this. There was a missionary man by the name of Eric Liddell. Some of you probably heard of him. Especially when I tell you who he is and about him, you're going to know immediately who he is. He was born and he was raised in China. He lived his entire life there. Except for a small time when he was at school in Britain. He was a devout Christian man. He was a natural runner. He ran like no other. He won race after race before he was even 15. From the time he was 15 on, he was considered to be the fastest man in Scotland. And by many others, he was considered to be the fastest man at certain distances in the world. In the summer of 1924, he went on to win Olympic gold in Paris, France. The movie Chariots of Fire is his story. But after a particular race, this is what I want you to hear. After a particular race, they ask him, Why do you run like you do? He had a unique style of running. They said, why do you run like you do? Why do you run like that? He said, and I quote, God made me fast. And when I run, when I run, he said, I feel his pleasure. It makes me happy to run for God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know anything about you, but I can relate to that. When I'm running and I'm complete in God, there's nothing that can stop me. I feel that wind of the Holy Ghost blowing in my face. I feel the power and demonstration of God. I feel the fire of God nipping at my heels. Hallelujah. And I'm picking them up and putting them down. I can feel His strength inside of me. Hallelujah. There are definitely times when I forget where I'm at. There are times when I forget it. And I forget my purposes. I'm out of breath and I've got a runner's cramp. Hallelujah. It's in these times when I begin to take steps that they are not God's. They are just my own steps. Hallelujah. 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 But when I realize that I've been created for a purpose. And I've been born to run. Hallelujah. Because I have seen the fire. Get ready team. Get ready. I want you to get ready. God's going to do something. Your heart's now open. Your heart's open. There's no barrier between you and God. The the wooden door of locked bars is now gone. There's a Holy Ghost in a fire that's right outside that door. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
because I have seen that consuming fire of God come down. Hallelujah. It's that supernatural fire that's in us. Hallelujah. Where we have to run. We have to run. We've got to run with everything that's inside of us. Hallelujah. 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 I know I, I know Elijah felt that surge of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 On the day of Pentecost, right here, they were all gathered in one place in that upper room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm skipping down, and they were all, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Hallelujah. And it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a fire that fell in that upper room. And it set those men and women ablaze with an apostolic fire. Hallelujah. It consumed them with a supernatural fire. Hallelujah. That's the fire you got to see. That's the fire you got to possess. You ready? Build. Hallelujah. That's the fire you got to possess. An anointing that will set you afire like a whirlwind. It'll set you ablaze in a field of stubble. Hallelujah. A dry field where the Holy Ghost can consume everything around you. Pentecostal fire stirring something new. Pentecostal fire stirring something new. Pentecostal fire. If you want that fire, I'm asking you, step out of your seat and let God give it to you. Come down here and let God give it to you. somebody here is there somebody here that would be bold enough to step up to the front and say you don't have that apostolic you want that apostolic fire to consume your ever bit I'm telling you you guys you got to do is come up here the, the ministry team will lay hands on you and the fire of God will fall is there anybody that's bold enough in this house to make that declaration before God God I want that fire to consume me I want it to burn in me, oh Lord. I want it to fill me with a passion, oh God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. 
takes a determination and a stepping out in faith to receive what God wants to give you. You've got to move into what God wants. I'm not going to stand up here and twist your arm. I'm just trying to get you to see God has something for you. God sees you where you are at. If you would have a boldness to step out and take this offering that is being handed to you. I want you to have it today and God wants you to have it. Stirring something new Pentecostal fire Stirring something new Pentecostal fire Stirring something new You're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon Resurrection power Praise making dead men walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of trouble. to save and deliver and heal 
Just the mention of his name. Just the mention of his name. 